Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the coolest podcast of them all? The Cook of the Killer Podcast. Damn right. Black Mirror on this episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attention planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer What? Hello and welcome to another episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. This is our 297th show. Can you believe it? You know what's coming up. That's right. 298. <laughs> and then... 299. I'm not playing this game anymore. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the anthology Netflix series, Black Mirror. I don't know about the others, but this is a first time watching experience for me with this show. So I'm pretty stoked and can't wait to talk about these episodes. Now, if this is your first time listening to the show, let me explain a little bit about what we do here. Tack of the Killer podcast. We are a horror movie podcast. We're a group of friends. We get together with a topic, and we discuss films within that topic. We're all just friends, hanging out openly and freely, just talking. So there's probably going to be spoilers, just so you know. Consider yourself warned. Do you like the show? Prove it! Become an attacker. Attackers help support the show and keep the lights on. But it's so much, much more than that. How much more? Let me tell you. When you donate to the show, you become part of the Attack of the Killer podcast family that we call an attacker. You get all kinds of perks and bonus material for being an attacker. You can get bonus episodes of the show. You get our YouTube shows. You get your very own membership card certificate and sticker. Even You can even get original art by me called Mikey's Monsters. Uh, there's also, as an attacker, you get invited to our monthly horror hangouts, movie watch parties, and you get to be part of our exclusive chat called Attack of the Killer Chat. All that and so much more. And all you have to do is go to jointheattackers.com. When you go to the site, you can pick the tier that best suits you, and you can become an attacker like so many of these amazing people right here, right now. That's right. People like Timothy Lennerer, Roman Doppelfeld, Larry Watanabe, Brett Royer, Seth Key, Jessica Irish, Chris Cook, Brian Godsell, Stephen Sitter, Brandy Moore, Andrew Moeller, Rod Hutchinson, Carmen DeHaig, Abraham Areno, Jacob Book, Andrew Bentler, Casey Kelderman, Tony, that one guy with the cool thing, Miller, Mike Clayton, Rose Talashoma, Abe Kirshner, Lisa Cavalier, Holly Berg, Bill Fisher, and Greg Diedrich. What a list! Yes, and you too can be on that super awesome list. Again, all you have to go do is the website. Just go there to jointheattackers.com. Do it now. And now it's time to introduce you to the podcast crew. He held his alarm clock up to his mirror because he wanted time to reflect. Tad. Good one. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. I asked him where does he see himself in five years. He said, in a mirror. Jason! Good one. 
Thanks for listening, everybody, uh, and tuning in. We really appreciate you being here. I feel like you guys are patronizing me. Good Speaking one, Patreon. Ah, oh, yeah. Now, have you ever wondered what us here, us podcasters, watch outside of the films for the episode? Well, we're going to tell you anyway. Here's Tad with what we watched. What we watched. All right, I'm going to go first because um, I have not watched a single thing. Not anything. I don't think I've even watched... A, I've watched football. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think I've watched... Uh, I, as According to my letterboxed, I have not watched anything at all. Not one thing. Yeah. If I think of something in the next few minutes, um, I've been trying to rack my brain if I forgot to put anything in there, but I don't think I've watched anything. So uh, we'll go over to Jason. Well, real quick, do you want to take this opportunity to reflect more on uh, on the Horror Nights? I guess so, because I watched that, sort of. Uh, Your eyes were involved. Yes. Yeah, and my legs. It was it was a fun trip. We went Thursday through Sunday, and they are now, because it's gotten ridiculous how popular it is, they go from September 1st to, through no, like November 1st or 2nd, and it uh, goes from 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. Wow. Every, wow. every night. And uh, so... I guess I'll speak more on the event. They they had a haunted houses based on Universal monsters, which is really cool. That which was this year. It was awesome. like in, Invisible Man, Wolfman, and maybe Dracula. It was like Universal monsters unmasked. Uh, it was pretty fun. It was, it was set in like Victorian times. It was cool. Uh, the they had Exorcist the Believer, which is you know, the new David Gordon Green sequel to the original Exorcist. Uh, that was sort of weird because we've only seen a trailer, so we don't yeah. know really what anything is based on. And they usually avoid doing new movies and wait till the following year for that reason. This is the first that they've really done something ahead of time. Uh, and it was really cool. Like, one of the rooms you walk through had a scene from the trailer where the two in the new exorcist thing believer movie. If you haven't seen the trailer, there's two possessed girls, a black girl and a white girl. Um, in this room, they had like two actors tied to chairs back to back and they were both possessed and they had like a priest throwing holy water on them and they were like flailing their upper bodies as you walk by. And they had some kind of effect that would spray water on you as you walk through and it would like feel like the holy water's hitting you. That was sort of cool. Uh, the Chucky House, they had Chucky's Ultimate Kill Count based on the TV series. Um, I think they spent all their budget on the animatronic Chucky when you first walked in because the rest of the house felt like they didn't have any budget because it was like people in like all black like bodysuits with Chucky like puppets on their arms and stuff. And in the dark, it looked pretty cool. Like they'd have them pop out of good guy boxes or like from above in your, in your, like right in your face as you're walking down a dark hallway, different stuff like that. But some of it, it was like a, a full size adult dressed as Chucky that would jump out. And I'm like, mm. this is this, that sucked. Uh, <laughs> and they had this Chucky ma- like mascot. So it looked like a Funko pop, like this humongous good guys thing. 
Um, and I was very confused. And I asked my friend Adam, who has finished season two of, of the uh, Chucky series. I haven't finished season two. And I was like, is that something that I'm missing because I haven't finished it? He's like, no, it's not from the show. I don't get it. And then the next night we went through, they had videos playing in the queue. And it was like, explained it that they're like, you know, our next big character meet and greet at Universal Studios isn't like Shrek or Donkey or, you know, Kung Fu Panda, but it's Chucky. And they have this guy who comes out dressed as Chucky and Chucky murders him. So that's like the whole, it's like uh, you're at a theme park and, and they had a Chucky meet and greet, but Chucky is killing him in the house. It was pretty funny. Oh, I get it. Well, yeah. I thought maybe it was like a reference to maybe the first film when Andy's watching a commercial for the good guy dolls. And oh, there's, yeah. And there's a, a big Chucky mascot. Yeah, that, that could be too. But it was, it was pretty cool. Um, Last of Us, I mentioned a little bit on the bonus episode that it was really well done very obviously like one of the higher budget ones stranger things and uh last of us had the biggest budget stranger things was incredible they had this room that had like Vec- vecna vecna yeah on the wall yeah. mm-hmm. and it was you know where he's like tied up to all the cords and it was like they were like light flowing through them and that was really cool they had a room where he walked in and uh eddie and dustin from their like final scene in the upside down where they're like fighting off all those mm. like bat things, d- yeah. dragons, whatever they are. But like you walked in and they were on like a stage that was higher than your head. So they're up above you and they had a projection screen that w- went all the way around the room and had the bats flying around, which is really cool. Oh, very cool. Uh, and you know, that real actors like, so it looked like they're actually, and they were dressed up and um, the original houses are really cool. They had one called blood moon and it was uh as if like this cult set in colonial time sort of like these i don't even know how to explain it but they were like in burlap uh cloaks and masks very creepy with the eyes cut out and they were they had symbolism like sort of satanic symbolism all over and like when you walked in they had a big glowing red moon and then as you walk through the house they had one above your head that was huge it looked real um, and so like these people, the, the one, one of the creepiest things of the, of this one, cause the, the jump scares don't get me. I just love the house designs. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had this guy up on like a bell tower, like 30 feet in the air. And he was just in this like cloak, this like tan cloak. And you could, he had like black eyes and he was just slowly ringing the dong dong bell, looking down at people. And that was just eerie to me. Cool. Just that kind of shit was really cool. They had a yeah. Yeti one that was more fun um, that had Yetis jumping out all over. And there was this <laughs> this little scene. You walk through the woods and uh, there was a baby Yeti on the ground, like bloody. And this woman would come out like a camper and she's like, what is that? And then the Yeti would come up from behind her and grab her and throw her back. That was cool. Um, they had dueling dragons. That one was god awful. It was fire versus ice. It was truly terrible. Um I think I'll have to like put a video together of the tribute store this year. It was comic book themed and Mike would have just Ooh. fucking loved it. Cause there was a room that was all just white with black inks. And oh. I mean, from like the floors to the ceiling, everything was done in just two tone color, cool. um, sh- shelving everything in the room, uh, really fucking cool. And the lighting and it was done like pulp style just really really cool very neat that sounds uh, awesome and i picked up a comic book that is based oh. on the house like the the original uh, it was like yeah only printed for the the 
tribute store. You could only get it there. And uh, really cool, like, tells the story about the the uh, scare zones. My favorite house was one called Dr. Oddfellow. I think I forget the actual name of it, but he was sort of the mascot this year. He's like a soul collector that works at a carnival. And so the house was sort of carnival themed. It was really cool. Uh, really well done for original houses. But uh, I ate some weird food. I had vegan poutine. I had mm-hmm. Surfer Boy vegan pizza, which is really good. Um, Adam ate the the thing that no one wanted to eat this year, which was the <laughs> Dr. Oddfellow's like, devil dog or something. It was a red hot dog in a Funfetti hot dog bun with <laughs> bubblegum mustard, oh, what? Um, potato sticks, and some other weird shit. Oh, uh, Kool-Aid pickles. Oh, gross. Yeah, and he ate the Ew. whole goddamn thing. That's they, why you brought Adam yeah. to try the weird stuff? They do, like, themed foods to the TV, like, the shows and stuff. So they had, like, all kinds of mushroom-infected things, nice. which is really cool. And you could buy – they had this dish that was uh, – like rations from last of us. So it was like, it came in a tin can like that had like something from the show, some kind of reference on the label. And it was like, had a stew or something in this can that you bought. And people were walking around with these can like tin cans eating out of them. It was weird. (laughs) Um, but really cool. Sort of cool to see. And again, surfer boy pizza, they set it up to actually look like the pizza shop. And that was cool. Just little fun things. They had a Chucky food thing. They had roaming Megan's that would do, like uh, flash mobs, but we only saw one from like across the water. Like we could never catch one because they don't tell you when or where they'll be because they don't want crowds gathering. Yeah. Uh, so that was sort of a bummer that we didn't catch them like up close, but uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Very awesome. tiring. Very, very. <laughs> the last thing is just how stupid I am. Um, Thursday in Iowa, wake up at 4 a.m., shower, get on the road, get to Chicago to pick up Adam. We Uber to the uh, airport, fly out, land in Orlando like 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So it's already been about 12 hours. Uh, get some food, go to Horror Nights, close it out at 2 a.m. So we've been up for 22 hours. Wow. Uh, you know, Then you have to walk all the way back and get to your bus and stuff. So it's about 3 a.m. when we lay down. Uh, so it's been 22 hours and then slept for like four hours, woke up, went to um, Epcot Food and Wine Festival at 8 in the morning until 9 p.m. when they closed. Jesus. Ubered from nine, at 9 p.m. from Epcot to, back to Horror Nights and closed it out at 2.15, 2.30 in the morning. Um, I think we walked like 18 miles that day. Uh, oh, wow. And so Saturday, needless to say, like Saturday and Sunday, we slept in both days, but, uh, I'm getting too old for that shit. (laughs) I would think so. It's just like, I could do one more house and, and at right around midnight, 1am, a lot of people start leaving. So the house lines go from like an hour down to like 25, down Mm -hmm. to 20, down to 15 down. And then as you're leaving at 2am, it's supposed to be closed, but they still have the houses open and you're like, I can do one more. And they'll even say, like, they'll let you in line for Stranger Things. It says it's 70 minutes at 2 a.m. It's like, do these people ever fucking go home? Yeah, no shit. Uh, But, yeah, it was a good trip. A lot of fun. You guys will probably see some pictures and videos from the trip. Yay. Uh, I I had to pick up some 
Moldoramas for Brian Clark. Mm-hmm. And, and because I, I had to be stupid and show him mine. And he's like, oh, can you pick me up some? <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's only fair. I, I was, you know, humble bragging. And then, yeah, so uh, I carried those all through the airports and everything so they wouldn't get smushed. But they're really cool. I got a creature from the Black Lagoon, a mummy, and a bride of Frankenstein. So Awesome. Yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw those pics. Yeah. Those are like the coolest little trinkets. I didn't buy any shirts or anything this year, but I did get these guys, and they're. I just have like a fold. I'm literally sitting here at my desk, and they're just all over my desk. They're so cool. Now, were those machines 3D printers, or they were they like the old? They're the old wax to like nice. pieces of steel that come together and mold and inj- inject the wax, and when it drops into your hand, it's steaming hot wax that will burn your fingers. <laughs> Nice. I saw a document. I don't even remember where, where I saw this, but I saw a documentary about those machines, the history of them, and how there wasn't hardly any of them left anymore. Yeah, Universal, I think, has like six in their parks now. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Yeah. They have some non-horror ones. They have, And they get them custom-made, so they have like Jurassic Park ones. Mm. Uh, they have Jaws ones. Uh, and then, of course, all these Halloween ones, so... Yeah, that's, I guess, what I watched. Uh, we'll kick it over to Jason. Thanks for asking, Mike, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Jason. guys. I'm just uh, finishing up an email here to Tom Matthews. Get this. Uh, <laughs> Do you want me to go next? Nope, then? I just got it. Um, well, that, uh, let me go to my letterbox. That's right, nothing. I, too, have seen zero <laughs> things. Uh, hint, though, Halloween Blues is keeping me pretty busy. I did remember two TV shows that uh, both had their finales. So there's a couple hours of things I watched uh, on HBO. There's a awesome, super, super amazing stylized 70s. It's like editing experimentation. I don't mind because it's that good. It's called Winning Time. It's the Didn't story. Didn't it just get canceled? Uh, yeah. yeah. Huh? Didn't it just get canceled? Oh, uh well, it it ended. Well, you said the season's over, right? The yeah. series is over. Oh, the series okay. is over. It, okay. Yeah, it ended, uh, and I assume they it could have went kept going, but I I wondered. I didn't know, but they ended it with a clear ending finale. Uh, but yeah, it was super cool. It's just a very uh, dramatized version of Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird. And the story of the Lakers and the the owner and his family and life as he took control of the team and somehow d- did what he did and made a good team. But anyway, basketball. But uh, the style, just watch a trailer. It's super, super retro and kind of cool. And then uh, yeah, a while back I was trying to find something cool to watch and I always seem to go to Apple TV first just because it's like, bam, guaranteed quality. And uh, I like sci-fi shows, and there's this uh, show called Foundation, and it just finished its second season. It's really good, based on Isaac Asimov booky things. That guy, and that's what I watched. Nothing really. <laughs> just playing well, in this little Halloween thing. Yeah, Mike, save us. What have you watched? Oh, I wish I could say more, but uh, yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch a lot. Um, Jason has forgotten that we just got back from a film festival. I, I was going to wait. If you didn't say it, I was going to say it. At the well, end. the only one I put on my list, because I feel, because 
I was sticking with features. I also was sticking with any features that are oh, on no. Letterbox or streaming somewhere. Oh, no. And I'm only sticking with the features that I know I saw the whole thing all the way through. And yes, a documentary played at this film festival. Was it? Was that? Was it really? <laughs> Called In Search of All American Massacre, The Lost Texas Chainsaw Film. So this is air quotes documentary is a documentary about the movie called all american Ma or yeah all american massacre which was a chop top centric unfinished film unfinished by film by tony. toby yeah tony hooper uh, toby's son and you know if 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 you're if no one's familiar with it it was never finished never released um, but it was also like shot all digital in the nineties. Yeah. In the nineties. So you, you can favorite. you can find clips of it online or even the trailer on YouTube. And it, I mean, it looks like somebody's nineties fan film, but just so happens to have like actually has Bill Mosley in it and, and no one knows whatever happened to the film and why it was never released. Well, I can tell you why it was never released. Um, you know, it's, uh, you, you but know. why not drab on about it for 90 minutes on <laughs> what it could possibly be the reason I am just going to say hands down, um, especially as far as documentaries about making movies and stuff, it's the worst excuse for a documentary I've ever seen. And I hate to be that harsh, but it, it's bad. It's pretty darn bad. Um, just right out of the gate. Like they spend like five, ten minutes at the beginning of the movie explaining that they don't have any interviews with Bill Mosley or um, Tony Hooper or anybody involved except for one guy, the guy who played Grandpa in the movie. And, and they also spend another like half of the documentary going back and forth about rumors why the film was never released. So there is no documentarian information in this there's no real re i mean I, I mean i don't want to be too mean and say these guys didn't do any research but it's like at what point do you say well it's time to move on when you've exhausted all avenues and you can't you don't have a story structure for your documentary of the information that why people would want to watch this documentary in the first place i mean you see other other documentaries about Movies that were never released, never completed, whatever, like Doomed, the the failed Fantastic Four movie, or uh, I forget the name of it, but the one about the the Nicolas Cage Superman movie that never got put out. Those documentaries are great, filled with talking heads that um, of people involved, and not like three or four randos that we don't even know their credentials for anything, like you know this one has, and um, it. Uh, you know those those other ones really dig into, you know the 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 making of those movies, the why decisions were made in making of those movies, and why they were never released. The first twenty minutes of this movie is two guys, two talking heads, of two guys that have zero credentials at all. They are literally random dudes. Well, the one's a filmmaker and has written some books, and the other one's a stand-up comedian. Cool, who has like nothing Jason. to do with any of this, and they spend twenty minutes. Yeah, but yeah, they don't have anything to do with the movie. Explaining, just just giving their memories and thoughts about 
the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then they spend another 10 minutes talking about the second Chainsaw Massacre. Just explaining what the movies are. Like, it's so much filler and bullshit. They're, oh my God. It's, it's very funny. filler. Yeah. And then always, anytime we go to a film festival, one of our biggest pet peeves is when um, people Ugh. people use copyrighted material uh, without permission. So Laced with. There's tons of footage, not just from Texas <laughs> 1, Texas 2. Uh, Next Generation. Oh, even Texas 3. They showed Three. part of the, uh, the famous trailer. Um, you know, next generation, but they even showed clips from like Halloween, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. And I don't know, I don't know if maybe as small as those clips were, they were fair use, maybe. I, no. I don't understand full fair use things, but regardless, it's just not cool in our books to, no. to use that stuff without permission. Did not have any permission at all. Anyway, this is on Tubi, you can watch it on Tubi, right. <laughs> You really should. Uh, yeah. Sorry, we're really harsh on it, but uh, yeah. I mean, I love my favorite form documentaries are ones about about movies, and this one just was so missed the mark. It and answers, I get it; like no these questions. guys are passionate about this particular film and want to get the word out there. That I got that out of this movie that they are passionate about this movie that was never released and want the world to know about this movie and hopefully maybe it'll get released but uh, the film does not do the job of what they intended just for this 15 minutes they're just speculating they're just they're just like yeah yeah i could <laughs> i can film i can sit in front of a camera and tell you rumors yeah, i've heard about why this movie was never released that doesn't mean i need to be in this documentary docs are supposed to have facts aren't they I, you would they're think. supposed to answer questions yeah Anyway, it was tough. Documentary. First part of that word, document. Documentation. <laughs> right? Anyway. Also, speaking of uh, documentaries, I finished, uh, also thanks to this weekend, a sweet, sweet docu-series. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, the Smartless on Tour, or whatever it's called. If anybody, if you guys don't know what Smartless is, it's a sweet, sweet document, or a sweet, sweet podcast that I have and majorly down the rabbit hole of um, that features Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and uh, Sean Haynes, right? That's how you, that's yes, Hayes. Hayes, that's right, Hayes, no N. Uh, so the, doc, the uh, podcast is great, but uh, and I had seen trailers for this docu-series, and the trailers I've seen, or clips that I've seen, is really what kind of sucked me into this, this whole world. Um, in the docu-series, this they do they do this live tour, their first ever live tour. So they have cameras following them around through the tour, and they show you know parts of the live shows, but but most of the doc, most of the episodes are spent like giving each other giving shit. each other shit in their hotel rooms or when they're out and about in the town uh. or so much talk about food and just watching them eat and ordering food and it's all freaking hilarious. Six episodes, it's on HBO Max, or excuse me, on Max. And yeah, Smartless On The Road, it's called. It's oh, On The Road, that's right, okay. I, I did remember something I watched yes! uh, whenever you're done. All right, just one more and I'll, keep, I'll and try to keep and it. And you'll love this show, Tad. If you yeah, know. you would totally love this show. Both the podcast and the, the, and it, the docuseries. It's all black and white, too. Yeah, yeah. 
So last thing, and I'll try to keep it short, um, just because it's a rewatch that I've seen many times, and I know it's a movie we've talked about at links on this show, but I did another rewatch of Cabin in the Woods. The only reason why I'm bringing it up is not just because I didn't have enough content to talk about for what we watched, but also because <laughs> this was a first-time watch for Simon. Simon and I hey. sat down and watched it. He loved it. He is right now saying that it, it's uh, it's the best horror movie ever. Um, and it was so much fun watching it with him with such uh, fresh eyes. You know, he's still he's still pretty new to the genre. Um, you know, he's got his... He's got his video games and his anime and, you know, his Doctor Who's, but uh, um, uh, we still haven't watched a ton of horror movies. But it makes sense that he thinks it is. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's a good one to go off of. And I'm just, like, stoked that I know you were, like, very careful to not pressure him. You were, like, you know, I mean, if you go back a few you know, on this podcast, you were just times you were like, well, he's just sort of like not into it and he's scared of everything. And now look at him. Yep. 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 He, he's loving it now. And like, yeah, he's, uh, definitely got a taste for, you know, macabre stuff and, and spooky stuff and gory stuff. And Man, he's uh, spoiled to catch something that good that early. Yeah, this is true. Um, but it was, it's just fun. It was fun watching it with him. Yeah. Um, I bet. And just him kind of almost rolling his eyes at certain points at the tropes yep. because they're so in your face and not knowing what was ahead What's of coming. him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his first like little like, ooh, was when that bird hits the, hits the wall oh, when they're no. traveling through the, uh, the, tunnel. The, the tunnel. Did he yeah. do his little look over at you? I'm just biting my tongue and just trying not to Give anything smile away. through the whole thing, just waiting for that reveal. And you know, and and, and the you know, the, and the more I watch it, the more I realize like that, you know, those reveals keep keep happening sooner and sooner. Oh, he was making fun of the movie right out of the gate with like the two guys, and then you get the boom, Cameron in the woods, and he's like, "What? What does this have to do with anything?" I'm like, "Just hold on, just hold on." Now yeah. he loves unicorns. So it's he's cool. always loved unicorns. Yeah. So I, I think he was pretty stoked <laughs> to see a unicorn, uh, evil unicorn. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so that's what I watched. What'd you remember, Tad? I watched the first episode of a new series on MGM+, Plus, which is something I didn't know existed until mm-hmm. I found out about the series. Uh, it's called Psycho, The Lost Tapes of Ed Gein. Uh, <gasps> oh. oh. And it's a new documentary series. They found the only recording of Ed Gein in, like, 2021 or something. And Ooh. so... They bring in all these experts and different people who have done all this research on him and let them listen to this recording of him. Like, it, he, it was a police recording when he was caught, right after he was caught and sat down and questioned. Mm, yeah. uh, so we're hearing his actual voice for the first time, and a lot of these experts are hearing his voice for the first time. And they even have, like, the last uh, podcast on the left guys on the show. Oh, man. Oh. So sold. And uh, it's really eerie, and re- it goes into, like, the town more so, and, like, how history views it, and how culture has, like, what it turned him in. And, I mean, the first episode, and I- I'm not sure how many there are, but it's one that was, like, releasing slowly over, you know, weeks. The first episode, I think, was mid-September. The second should have dropped this week, or last late last week, and then, yeah, I'm not sure how many episodes there's going to be, but it's... 
so it has me hooked on the first one, but now I'm like, do I fucking pay for another streamer mm-hmm. to watch this? Yeah. But uh, I might like let it get to, you know, where it's all out and then pay for like a, a month or do this, the free week trial or something. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask if there was a free trial. There is. And I don't know how I never signed up for it. I didn't, I, I literally downloaded the MGM plus app on my NVIDIA shield and it was like, you know, it, I'm not signed in or anything. I just opened the app and it was the first thing that pops up. It's their sort of big, like first big original thing. They're, they're, you know, hoping we'll get people to sign up for. And I clicked the first episode and it played as if I had a membership. So that might work for you too, but um, I'll have to go home and try it. It was, it was pretty darn good. And I'm not a huge, I mean, I like true crime and I've, I've heard so much of Ed Gein. I was not optimistic, but I was like, I'm going to work on a few things and schedule out some stuff before I go on vacation. I'll throw this on. And I, I was pretty enthralled. So Check that out. Psycho, yeah. The Lost Tapes of Ed Gein. Oh, sweet. Dang. So sold. All right, guys. So we should probably get into our topic, uh, Black Mirror. Um, you know, we're going to, we've we picked, or I picked, I guess, three rando episodes. I tried to kind of spread it across the different seasons. Like I said, this show was a first time watch for me. What about you, Jason? Uh, turns out I had seen the first season. Okay. And Tad, I think you've said you've watched this before, right? Not all of them. I've watched spur- like episodes here and there where people recommended. So I have seen okay. one that we watched, and then Nikki's watched all of them. And I watched the movie Bandersnatch. Yeah, that's the one where it's like the choose-your-own-adventure kind of thing, right? It is, yep. Yeah, I, I kind of want to jump on that next. That I is did, really cool. I did that. Um, I guess maybe that's one of the cool, one of the few cool things left on Netflix is those kind of choose your own adventure films that they do. They did one with uh, um, Kimmy Schmidt, which was fun. Uh, there was another one. There was a couple of other ones. Anyway, anyway, we should probably get into these uh, these episodes. So, um, so let's turn it over to Tad. What's our first one? Our first episode is the National Anthem. Hello. Could you tell me what's happened? Prime Minister Michael Callum. Prime Minister Michael Callum, my my life. My life depends on you. They want me to have sex with a pig. Live on television. This afternoon. It's been confirmed that Susanna, Duchess of Beaumont, has been kidnapped. A video uploaded anonymously to the internet appears to depict the princess pleading for her life. Everyone's laughing at us. You don't know that. I know people. We love humiliation. Oh, 
Mother, there's no blood on your hands. All right. Prime Minister Michael Callow faces a shocking dilemma when Princess Susanna, a much-loved member of the royal family, is kidnapped. To say the least, as you heard in the trailer, basically there's an ultimatum. If you don't fuck a pig live on television, we're killing this uh, princess. That's pretty much the dilemma here. It gets real heated and interesting, obviously. Uh, and I love how they cover all the bases. Like the yeah. person who puts up this ultimatum is like, you know, no different angles. We can't do cuts. We can't do certain things. So basically, like making it so he's covered his bases so this thing actually has to happen yeah because they're thinking automatically like right away what are some solutions well we got to track this guy down we okay well that's not working in the meantime you know we will bring in a a porn star and you know and we'll have to get a pig and we'll do different angles and and the whole time the prime minister uh played by rory kinnear he is uh just really i mean that's the whole premise of this episode is the dilemma of going from can't possibly take this seriously and do it to holy shit i think i have to do it yeah the morals (laughs) of it of like you know is this is this person's life worth this like i'll have to live with this the rest of my life uh but the political side of it too, where like the optics, you know, uh, if you don't do it, you're a monster. If you do it, you're still a monster. Are you hero? No. And like watching people from around the world, how they're sort of viewing it. Some people are disgusted by it. Other people are having like a party at a bar at a pub. Very excited to watch it and are laughing. Um, so it's sort of like puts the mirror on our society too like what you know what would we do in this situation we'd all tune in it'd be the biggest thing on television and they try to keep it under wraps uh and of course like the should i spoil the ending uh well we do give a spoiler alert at the okay so spoiler alert spoiler alert in like true twilight zone-esque fashion We'll probably mention that Twilight Zone a lot in this episode, I feel. <laughs> yeah. um, they do the whole thing where the whole time that everybody's so focused on watching this on television, the princess is actually out in the middle of the city, like on a bridge, and no one noticed because they're all so focused on their TVs and phones <laughs> and everything. Yeah. So the irony is that you know this could have been prevented if people would just not be so focused on this thing. But... Uh, there's yeah some cool moments like when they send the finger and they freak out and watching how the news stations are like behind the scenes you know well we can't broadcast well everyone else is broadcasting it so now we have to yeah you know, that kind yeah. of thing definitely that, definitely shows the um the broadcasting community and not a very good light for sure right but that's absolutely what happens you yeah. know it's oh like, yeah absolutely you can't be the only people who aren't showing it but like being the last is almost as bad as not so. Yeah, I, I love this episode. I watched. I mean, this is like to kick off first episode one of season yeah. one. With this is fucking heavy and gnarly. And I feel like if anybody's seen it, obviously they they talk about this one. It's it's a much talked about episode. Everybody, even in our chat when we were sort of talking about 
Black Mirror, everyone was. Oh, I've seen the pig fucking episode. <laughs> I think that was what Tony. That said. sounds like Tony. That sounds like Tony. But he might yeah. have had different reasons for watching it. So. <laughs> hey, yeah. now. You know him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Tony. Yeah, I I thought this was great, and you know. I love big fucking. Yeah, I do. Uh, bringing home the bacon is okay, what we call it. All right. <laughs> oh, uh, Jason, I just want to say, like, you know, we had a little bit of a political conversation on the way home. It lasted way too long. That lasted way too long. Uh-huh. And I feel like the very end, the very very end of this episode, kind of the epilogue, I guess you could say, where it's like. Was it like a year later or something like that? And this prime minister is like even more popular than he was before. Kind of makes me think a little bit about, without going into the details and discussing politics, but kind of what we talked about with a certain someone. Oh, yeah. This show holds a black mirror up to society. That's for oh, sure. Oh, is that why it's called Black Mirror? Maybe, Mike. Just maybe. Nice. Yeah, it was a great episode. And what what I also find interesting about it is like premise alone and actually like you know, even if like you sat down and read the script, you'd be like, How is this horror? But I think there's enough enough tension here, enough uh, you know, this disturbing third act uh-huh. that it totally falls into the category. It just rem- I, I just was having like flashbacks to so many different like horror films and the the mysterious horror film villain that gets away with it and you never know who that person who that horror villain is throughout the whole film and so just that like mystery invisible character um that's pulling the strings and every time they try to uh they think they're getting the upper hand it just gets worse and worse for them until we get to that to that moment so yeah great episode yeah, there's there's no better way to start a show than a story that draws you in to have to think, would I do this? Would I, you know, to put mm, yourself yeah. in the main character's yeah. perspective is such a great way to start the show. And just the, I love the way this whole, all the episodes are so satirical. And I love the, you know, the techno weird futures that that it is yeah is uh, i'm assuming a lot of the shows are like that because two yep. two out of the three have more sci-fi future element tech element to it definitely some tech paranoia going on and in, in these and, and that's really cool and and yeah just if you like twilight zone you're gonna love this shit so yeah i think i mean i i, I as soon as it started i'm like yep okay so i had seen this and but I couldn't remember the ending, so I'm like, dang! Now I really have to watch it all wrote, over again. Yeah, wrote it, wrote that. <laughs> Pick all the adventure. way to the finish yeah. line. Oh, what? <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> Did he do it? Did he not? I don't know. I have to say that scene, that <sighs> moment, they could not have been more disturbing and gross by showing absolutely nothing they i thought they did a great job with like they showed just enough to being disturbing because you get to see this pig and you see him taking his pants off and it's like you're already just creeped out at that moment 
you know, and talk about tension just built up because they spend they spend the whole time with him riding in the limo to the oh. to the place, and then want you just follow him walking in down the hall, and while the his assistant is or whoever she was, you know, giving him instructions and oh yeah, because there's like five minutes of once he starts, there's like five minutes of everyone watching the TV and all the different ways they react. Yeah, that us humans react to the most embarrassing thing that's ever been on a television before. Embarrassing, disgusting, and disturbing, yeah. Yeah. And so that, again, just puts you in their shoes and just makes you see it so in a, from everybody's point of view. And, woo! Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and that's why I don't go into politics. So. <laughs> that's why. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's because there's no pigs. There's, yes. there's always pigs involved with politics. That's right. So okay, so Tad, this these might be kind of more difficult for you, but I'm going to ask anyway. Do you have any trivia for this episode? There's quite a bit on this one. Okay, so I, I had to pick and choose. Um, this episode became the subject of discussion when, in September 2015, the then current Prime Minister David Cameron was alleged to have placed his penis into oh. the mouth of a dead pig as part of a university initiation rite. <laughs> oh, no. And so some of the hashtags seen in this episode were being used when people were posting on Twitter about this. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Charlie Brooker, who is the writer, stated in an interview that he went all through the farmyard, deciding which animal Callow would have sex with and even briefly considered a block of cheese. Also considered were a duck, a duck, a chicken, which both were rejected as it was thought their small size was too absurd, a horse, a donkey, uh, both were rejected as they were deemed too difficult to film with, um, and then eventually a pig was chosen as it was deemed to straddle the line between comic and horrifying. I was going to say that too. Like if you just put this premise on paper, um, it could almost just read as a comedy in a way. Oh, I mean, we've all been laughing about it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Just to say that, you know, he has to have sex with the pig. It, that's, it's kind of funny out of context. Yeah. But I think uh, the pig was the way to go. Uh, yeah, I think it was a good choice. Yeah. Like they said, like horse and donkey might be too dark. Uh, chickens and that would just be too ridiculous. And a block of cheese isn't anything. Yeah, block um, of cheese has I don't I don't know that really has no stakes. You know, uh, especially if it's Swiss. I mean, the holes are already there. Uh, or yeah, like easy cheese. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the last piece of trivia that I thought I thought was interesting in the interview, Hugh Grant revealed that he turned down the role of prime minister due to scheduling. So we almost had Hugh Grant uh, fucking a pig. Oh, great! Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks for that, Tad. All right. Welcome. So next episode. Uh, oh, I'm gonna do it. Uh, it's called White Bear. They just appeared on every TV, every computer, anything with a screen. Help me, it's so good! What's wrong with those people? Why are they helping us? Almost everybody became onlookers. Please help me! What are we gonna do? 
a signal. There's only one between us and the safe zone, and we're going to knock it out. Nightmare! There's something not right about Nightmare! Remember now! Charlie Brooker's Black Mirror continues with White Bear next Monday at 10 on 4. White Bear. This is from Season 2, directed by Carl Tibbetts. This episode is about Veronica, or Victoria, excuse me. Uh, Victoria, who wakes up and cannot remember anything about her life. Everyone she encounters refuses to communicate with her as a result of a weird image that is transmitted on the television turning everybody into mindless zombie-like people. So either these are like mindless victims carrying around their cell phones, uh, filming her, or they are people in masks trying to kill her. They all seem to know something she doesn't. But what? (laughs) So yeah, this was a great episode too. Um, Man, I don't even know... Yeah, right out of the gate, we're just we're just right along with her. She wakes up. She you know, there's pill bottles everywhere. She doesn't know who she is, where she's at. Uh, she finds a picture of this child that she assumes is her child, and you know, starts trying to figure out what's going on. But at the same time, there's you know, all these people kind of walking around, kind of zombie-like, but they're 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 holding up their cell phones at her. And then, meanwhile, people in like different masks and stuff, very purge-like, um, running around trying to kill her. And she comes across a couple that uh, are trying to help her out. And man, again, spoilers, right? Spoilers. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you kind of you kind of have to, right? Especially with this one. But man, it ruins it. I mean, they all do, I guess. But. Yeah. It's just hard to. I kind of was thinking about that when watching these episodes. I'm like, how are we going to talk about these? <laughs> Again, very Twilight Zone ish. So important to the story, though. Yeah. Yeah. Very Twilight Zone ish that everything flips. Uh, you know, she gets all the way to kind of the end of this story here when all of a sudden the wall opens up and there's a studio audience. And it turns out this was all just a big entertainment thing like Truman show yeah a Truman show type of thing absolutely but kind of more in like a zoo environment they kind of treat her like she's this animal in a zoo that you can interact with and then it does an emotional 180 on top of that you're empathizing with this character the whole time until this yes you're really in her shoes you want her to figure this out she's obviously in a terrible place and you want to help her and then it didn't then you hate her because it turns out this picture she's been carrying around that she thinks is her daughter turns out was a small child that she was involved in the murder of this child and so this is her punishment for her crime to re- reenact this um sci-fi scenario they've created uh on this uh in this big open area um, every single day they shoot her with some drug that makes her forget everything and they tie her to a chair until the next day when she wakes up and does the whole thing over again. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's so powerful. Again, like Jason said, you, you sympathize with her. You want her to get out of this situation. You want her to find her child 
And then, yes, you end up hating her at the end. But some of those moments there after the flip are just so still, like, um, so nerve, you know, nerve wracking. Cause when she, when they just, they drug her up and it's going to take her a while, take a while for the drugs to take effect. Then they tie her to that chair and they just turn out the lights and leave her in there. And it just focuses on her screaming, her like just screaming at the top of her lungs, cry screams for a good couple minutes. And it's just, it's hard to listen to. But again, a really good episode. I really enjoy the overall premise, um, both before the flip and especially after the flip. Um, sort of Saw esque in a way, like making her play a game over and over again for not like for being a shit person. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was great. Who's next? I really like this one too. I had not seen it. This was first time, and I love like. When we get thrown into it and don't know mm-hmm. a single thing at all, yeah, I mean that, that's a fun premise in any show or movie, and we're along for the ride. Uh, I was like, okay, this is going to be a social commentary because they have their phones out and mm-hmm. everybody's mm-hmm. filming and not helping, and I just love the uh, double twist of it too because it's like revealed, and I'm like, pretty good, pretty good, but like I've seen this before. This has been done. We're you know we're the audience and yeah. Then to twist it and make realize like this is a form of punishment. I was like, now I'm in. Like this is fucking cool. This is really good. So, uh, this show is very well written. I am sorry, uh, Jordan Peele, that your Twilight Zone reboot was not like anywhere near the show, man. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, this is just so good, Black Mirror. I like watching these episodes now. I'm I want to go and watch them all so yeah that's kind of where i'm at too i've already watched one other one i forget the name of it now um but it's one about uh this guy who does this almost kind of like a daily show-esque type of talk show type thing and so this guy does this animated um bear character that projects on a screen and he's behind the screen um you know, making the character move through this special headset and he's the voice of the character and it becomes like, you know, South Park style humor, um, but yet being political and turns out to be such a big thing that they, the cartoon character starts running for office and, and that one was pretty good, but that one was really like, is, is this horror? I'm starting to wonder. So. But yeah, but uh, anyway, but back to White Bear, Jason. What'd you think? I thought this was incredible. Um, just yeah, it's all about the writing. The it was such a roller coaster, and not only did the main character do a one eighty, all the characters in this did. I mean, the yeah, the guys you thought were chasing her, were helping her, and helping her, were chasing her, and just all the and how the how everyone around them was part of the cast and then those who weren't were part of the audience and it was such a neat neat freaking concept man it was and and terrifying (laughs) yeah reservation that was the word i was trying to think before where they have this whole big plot of land where you know there's like a block of of houses and stuff and there's even a woodland area but it's all 
fenced off, like this reservation that you can go to. Um, but treated give, treated like a theme park. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. This is like one of Tad's houses he went to. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, yeah. It's like makes you think of it where it's almost like a theme park esque, and it's like, will we get to that point where? I mean, we're all obsessed with reality TV. I mean, it feels like I don't know. We've gotten a little bit off of that, um, but we. Yeah. I mean, you, walking around a theme park is sort of funny. It made me think of it like. When we were sitting in the Harry Potter area, which we were so jaded, we've seen it, you know, this is our 10th year. I'm just sort of like, yeah, cool, like Diagon Alley, whatever. Uh, <laughs> we're sitting there, like, drinking a butter beer and just getting some shade and, and some rest. And they have this, like, dragon on top of the Gringotts Bank that breathes fire, like, every 15 minutes. And literally, like, 500 people will gather around this thing, and it makes noise before it breathes fire, and you can just watch 500 people pull their phones out and put it up and point it at this dragon, and it's like, they all have to get their video of the dragon, which I've done it before, too. You know, I've got my video of the dragon, yeah. but it's just, like, almost this, like, creepy, like, zombie-esque yeah. where every, like, yeah. the, that, ro- that roaring sound before it spits the fire is, like, uh, Pavlov, where they're just like, <laughs> pull out the phone and hold it up, you know, and yeah, really creepy, creepy to see like that. Hundreds of people standing shoulder to shoulder, packed into this little place, all getting uh. their cameras out to to do this, and they're all, you know, they're all on their vacations. They spent way too much money on, and their kids are eating, drinking eight dollar butter beers, and. So sometimes it like theme parks can make me sad, and sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. You never go to a theme park without seeing like a screaming little shithead kid that has nope. no idea how lucky they are to be there. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> All right. Any trivia for this one? There's a little bit on this one. Uh, given the calendar highlights, Friday, October 18th. This tells us that the episode takes place in either 2013, 2019, or 2024, which means nothing to us. Um, <laughs> maybe, I guess maybe Four you know people. at the at the time it could have been 2019 because that was future or 2024, but now this hasn't happened yet, you know that yeah. we know of. So it would have to be 2024. Uh, yeah, yeah. Give it a few more months. We'll be there. Yeah, and then the symbol shown in this episode that is on like the phones and stuff uh, is also the same one used on in a Black Mirror Bandersnatch. So there's oh, some kind cool. of connection there. But I highly recommend you guys check out if you haven't seen that movie. It's a blast to do the pick your own thing. It's really really cool. So yeah. one more incentive is that it somehow has a connection. I sort of want to go back and rewatch it now. Yeah, I think I think uh, there's. Quite a few, quite a bit of this series, I'm assuming, has probably some connected threads, which we'll probably learn about with our next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason, what is that one? Our next episode uh, was aired on December 29th, 2017, from season four, episode six. This is Black Museum. Rollo Haynes. Owner, proprietor. Sure you want to do this? This place ain't for the faint-hearted. Sure I can handle it. Not everyone can. What is all this stuff? Authentic criminological artifacts. If it did something bad, chances are it's in here. There's a sad, sick story behind most everything here. Just like our main attraction. So what do you say? 
You can inflict pain on yourself, but not terror. Truly heartwarming. How long can happiness realistically last, anyhow? Show them how you never let them go. Show them how you never say no. On a dusty stretch of highway, a traveler comes across a museum that boasts rare criminal artifacts and a disturbing main attraction. This is freaking awesome. Um, uh-huh. It uh, stars Douglas Hodge as the main dude, the proprietor of this museum, and looks like he was in The Joker as Alfred, the oh. the one with the, the new Joaquin. one. Joaquin. Interesting. That's cool. Um, and then it also has... Um, where'd it go? Uh, Letitia Wright. She was in Black Panther. And it also had, I can't pronounce his name, Babs. He's in a show that I love called Strange New Worlds. It's the new Star Trek show oh, okay. on Paramount Plus, cool, which cool. is incredible. Uh, yeah, this, uh, this is a pretty, that's a pretty cool movie. This definitely plays on some super serious, uh, tech paranoia y things. Yeah, for and, sure. And uh, all his little inventions are pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. You kind of get several little stories within the story. Well, that was my thing. This is an anthology episode within, within. A, a, an anthology series. Yeah, uh, like the collector in Guardians or something. Like he's yeah, of, he's yeah. part of the collector. This is part of uh, uh, what's that? The, the doll in the basement with the. The two, oh, the, con- con- in the conjuring yes, movies, yes. yeah, yeah, their, their yeah. little room, Annabelle, yeah. yeah. This guy, he he collects all these crazy things and uh, artifacts from crimes that he, I guess, the ones he's pointing out, he created. He was involved in, yeah. He yeah. created the devices. Uh, the first one was like a, a, a feeling. So he, yeah. So <laughs> it was where you can. You can feel other people's pain without taking any of the hits of the pain, um, which was being sold to the medical community so that they can help people diagnose diagnose people mm-hmm. way better. So they they did a trial run with this doctor where the device was implanted into like the back of his head, and then the patient had to wear. Um, like these LED light headdress thing. Yeah. And he would feel their pain and be able to tell where the pain is a lot quicker so they can help those people a lot quicker. Um, Cool. Yeah. Cool device, but it goes horribly wrong. Yep. Yeah, he, uh, (laughs) yeah, he gets addicted. It gets, he keeps getting crazier and higher with it and, and rides out some death with it. Yeah. Oh man. And it, dude. And it like fucked everything up in his synapses. When that point of no return moment for me, anytime like there's a storyline where people are devolving. Yeah. And that there's always that point of no return for me. And that's when he's doing his own body mutilation. Oh, that in front of the like, sink. Fucking Never cutting off scene. his own toes and like just yeah. Slicing his own face up and it and he just looks like a freaking monster. It's so gruesome. So yeah, when he experienced 
what death felt like and his wires got crossed. Then he started getting pleasure from the pain that he was feeling from his patients. And then he was riding that like a maniac and, but then got addicted like a drug, needed more and more and more. And then it just went crazy and nuts. Yeah. To the point where he was, he was starting to do the killing. Yeah. So yeah. cool. Very cool story. That's just the first part. That's just one of the items. And then did it just go, was it just the two? No, there was a third one. The second one was the 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 girl who's in the coma and gets oh, put into yeah. the teddy bear. Also really cool that you could put why oh, it's so dumb. It's just so here's this little weird needle looking thing that can just pull out your consciousness and hey, I'm just gonna slap it inside your head. It'll exist in your head, Herman's head style. Yep. And this other person can live with you. And so the this family, uh, husband, wife, and kid, the mom dies, and it's sad. And they're like, but wait, I can take her and put her inside your head so she can feel what you're feeling, see what you're seeing, and talk to you in your head. Neat. Awesome. What could possibly go wrong? Right out of the gate, I knew this was a bad idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. I mean, okay, yeah, no, she can stay in a coma. She's not getting no, in my head. Come on, it's your loved one. Come on. No, thanks. Super cool idea. It was awesome. And of course, you know, and it the, goes they didn't get along after too long and he couldn't move on and there, it was just complicated and bad. And so, doctor guy, main guy, he's like, well, hey, you can, we can take her out of there, out of your head, and put her into a teddy bear who can answer yes or no. Well, it's and like. And it does. Yeah. Yeah. I need a hug is a bad response, or I love you is a good response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's the only two things the teddy bear can say. But she's stuck in this teddy, her consciousness is now stuck in this teddy bear, seeing everything, feeling everything, but can o- can't move, can only communicate through those two phrases. Yep. And as we see, there's a teddy bear in this room. So that's not even, the, yeah, so. And then there's a third story, and there's like, they digitize your consciousness. Right, right, your yeah, your soul. They put it in, they digitize it so you can be digital, and then of course they try to exploit it and profit it, and they they do it to a person that's about to die. Through the electric chair. Electric chair. A guy convicted of murder, which is interesting, because that thread is through the other two. The other mm-hmm. two stories, like the first story is talking about these murders and they can't find the guy. And the second story you hear like on TV and stuff about how like the guy, the, the guy has been caught and his trial's coming up. And then when you get to the third story, you find, you know, he's like on death row and he is, uh, his conscious or his soul conscious, whatever is digitized, but it's just the moment of. Or they keep playing back the moment of him getting electrocuted. And the attraction is you can come to this museum and pull the lever and electrocute him. Yeah, so dudes like racist assholes can yep. get yeah. their get their kicks without any kind of repercussions. Yep. And uh yeah, and that escalates like everything else in the show and they <laughs> Do it too long, he turns into kind of a vegetable, which is sad. And 
And then we learn the super twist. Yep. This one also has a twist. This girl wasn't just a random passerby. She was the daughter of this guy. The in, prisoner, yeah. The prisoner. Yep. And, oh, but during during this whole show, she gave him something to drink. Yeah. Which yeah, seems so innocent. He slowly, yeah, throughout the episode, getting, like, coughing a little bit. Like, clearing his throat. Then he's coughing. Then he's really coughing, yeah. But very subtle worse. about it, which is cool. And, yeah. yeah, good performance on it. And, yeah, so she gets her revenge on him. Um, she gets to end his her father's uh, torture, yep. basically. Yep, and get revenge. And get revenge. Um, and then we learn at the very end that she did uh, implant the personality inside the brain with her mom. And that's what's cool about this one is like you get three of these little separate stories that, all... that the guy's telling, um, all of which are awesome on their own, but then all of them tie in to the twist at the end. Yep, super cool. We we see in in the dude's museum there's a, there's a little mask with the little uh, Space Invader logo on it, the little white thing we see. Yep, in the other episode, yeah. Which is cool. Ties those episodes together. Yeah, I I was assuming Tad. I wasn't gonna bring up very much of this. Um, I'll save it for Tad with trivia because I am assuming that was gonna be a big chunk of his trivia on how this show is a very big connecting thread. But I'll leave it at that. This is probably my favorite episode of the three mm -hmm. that we watched. I just really liked uh, how. Um, all three of them are their own separate stories, and they all tie together. And, man, I don't know. As a, as a horror fan, as a fan of the gruesome and macabre and stuff, I am sucked in and strapped in after that first story. That first story was such a kick-in-the-nuts story <laughs> that, uh, you know, they could have done anything after that, and I was 100% I was in. Um, could have been... You know, could have been just him talking the rest of the episode, and I was I'd be fine with it. But turns out the other two stories were just as great. So, and then you get that twist where everything ties in, and oh, great, yeah. great episode. Yeah, like when I told Nikki, I was like, "You might like this topic we're doing." She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Black Mirror." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh shit!" Like I'll watch them again with you. And I was, she's like, "What's the first one?" And I told her, she's like, "Ah, I've seen that one too many times. I don't need to watch it." Uh, and then I we got when I got to this one, she didn't remember uh, the second one, like so she rewatched it with me. And then as soon as I started watching, it, she she's like, "Oh, I remember this one." But when I told her this, the Black Museum, and I hit play, she was like, "Oh, this is a fucking great one." She was like mm -hmm. very excited mm -hmm. uh, for me to watch it, and yeah, this is a really really cool, uh, very deep one. Like like you said, three stories within a story that all connect and there's even more connections down the road. And, uh, I feel like the more episodes you watch, you might find more connections to this episode. So, uh, really great performances, really cool, fun story. Uh, yeah, this one rocks. Heck yeah. Yeah. There's a neat writer trivia too. Yeah, I was saving it and know, see if, if Tad, yeah, if Tad uh, brought it up or not. I was going to bring it up when he was done, but yeah. Oh, such a good it's one. Good. 
Such a good one. What What is there trivia for this one, Tad? There's a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The Black Museum is the name of a radio program starring Orson Welles and based on real-life cases from the files of Scotland Yard's Black Museum, much like the articles of this Black Museum using items from various programs. Oh. The radio program... Uh, from various Black Mirror programs. The radio program ran in the United States in 1952. Um, so Nish makes a reference to Hated in the Nation, which is another episode that we did not watch, but um, I th- mm. we'll probably get to on shout-outs. Um, Nish makes a reference to Hated in the Nation with the quote, they just moved on to the next viral miscarriage of justice they can hang a hashtag off of. Um the Lab Rats of Rollo Haynes have the same names as the main characters from Shut Up and Dance, which is another episode. Um, the Black Museum is... Oh, I already, already did that. Uh, a drone bee from the episode Hated in the Nation is on display in this museum, so there's at least two references. Love it. Yeah. And then a real mugshot of Jane Fonda can briefly be seen in the museum uh, from her 1970 arrest. I mean, this one has 28... Uh, things of trivia so uh yeah i mean so much stuff dr peter dawson's story was based on an unreleased short story from pen gillette which is really cool there you go that's so what you were talking about jason yeah the writing thing yeah Yeah. pain Uh, addiction was the name of pen gillette's story and i want to find it the tablet that sarah used to beat her mother in archangel another episode is on display Um, jack reads a graphic novel about the episode 15 million merits I mean, there's just everything is a reference to another episode. So uh, this is like gotta love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. You know I do. Latita Wright was nominated for the 2018 Emmy Awards and Outstanding Supporting Actress for this episode. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. yeah I she's mean, great. She does some accent changing. Yeah. 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 yeah there's just some. The DNA assimilator from USS Callister is on display. Uh, so if you're a, a a fan of this show, like this is like the fun one where you find all the little Easter, Easter eggs. Egg, yeah. Uh, well, the one one I jotted down is that the the prime minister from um, uh, right. national anthem his his picture's on the wall somewhere in the museum. Hmm. Right on. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not not that. Uh, oh, not that, not that picture. moment. Okay. Now I, I just need to see Hated in the Nation because uh, yeah. artifact in Black Museum from previous episodes and ADA beneath a magnifying glass. There's just there's just like a million things from that one. Uh, yeah, I think if I when I do get around to diving deep into this show, I'll watch all the ones I haven't seen and then turn around and rewatch Black Museum so I can then myself find mm-hmm. all those Easter eggs. Yeah, I'm going through, but I think it, most of them just seem like this from this episode, not from ep- that episode. So I'll just I'll just leave it at that. If you if you like this, you know, show, watch them and do what Mike's doing. Go back and watch this episode to try to catch as much as you can. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Tad, for some trivia there. And that is it for the episodes we're going to be talking about uh, concerning Black Mirror. Um, overall, personally, I've really enjoyed the show and what I've seen so far, so I can't wait to watch more. Um, but I bet you guys didn't enjoy Black Mirror nearly as much as what we have coming up next for you guys on this episode. 
We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to finish out the show with our final two segments. First, you're going to hear a promo for our podcast network called the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. The PFPN is home to over 30 shows, including Podcast from the Crypt. Hosted by horror fanatics Chainsaw Paul and permanent guest host Wolfman uh, Memo, two guys who love all aspects of the horror genre, join them as they share their thoughts and opinions on new and classic horror movies, video games, ghost stories, and all things horror. You can check out Podcast from the Crypt and all the other shows at thepfpn.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the show. And now it's time to hear from you guys, the listeners. Here's Jason with shoutouts. It's time for shoutouts. All right, we asked, what are your favorite episodes of Black Mirror? And these are your comments. Up first, we got Fans of the Dead says, so many great ones. I loved the entire history of you and Hang the DJ, the dating app one that gives the expiration date. Oh, Jesus. And <laughs> ooh, uh, Nosedive. Yeah. Can't wait to watch those. Oh, up next, we got a long-time listener, first time. I'm just kidding. She's Nikki Good. And she says, hang the DJ. That's the one about the dating app that gives the expiration date. That I, uh, sounds terrifying. I think Jason's probably going to skip that episode. I, um, I, can just well, I, I told her, like, you know, hey, you should comment since you've seen them. Like, and she was like, I'm trying to, I don't remember the names of the episodes, but this one, I'm like, Google it. And she did, and then she posted it, and Facebook warned her like that she might get like ba- banned because it was like a negative message. It was like, "Hang the DJ." They're, oh, like, don't oh, don't God. hang the DJ. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, and then over in our Facebook group, we got uh, Maxwell Tiedemann says, "Hated the nation, hated in the nation," and Erica Jean Sullivan. Uh, chimes in says such beautiful life moments. Nikki Good says hang the DJ. Oh, she said that. And then we got uh, Attacker Rose. She says nosedive, where everyone is rated and is and this poor woman starts out at a decent level, and by the end, all of her ratings take a dive, and she gets shunned by her friends and ends up in jail. Kind of takes social media to the extreme, and the Bandersnatch movie. Yeah, Bandersnatch is cool. I hear that's good. I think I'd like, I don't know, I'm nervous about it because I want to like it so much because I think that was the only thing that made me read when I was a kid was the Choose Your Own Ending books. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I actually loved reading so much uh, back then with those books. It was one of my favorite things. Like pre-video games. Oh, it was awesome. So I I still have a couple of my old ones from the back of the day. Oh, that's amazing. That's cool. We got nothing on Instagram, Twitter. 
or X or that other one, which is called what, Mike? Um, threads, threads. That's right. Yes, Threads. But uh, we do have a voicemail. This is going to be good. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Brian here for my bi-weekly phone call. Attacker Brian, that is. And I hear the guys are talking about Black Mirror. I've never seen the show. I actually did put it on the other day. I got a sick little one at home, so she kind of took my attention off that. But this past Saturday, spent the morning at a pumpkin patch doing all kinds of fall activities. Nothing too spooky. And then that night, I drove out of the punk patch, our home, drove an hour up to the Quad Cities for a film festival, where I met these two guys, Mike and Jason, at a bar, and we had some pizza and food together. Then we hung out while Frank from Hellraiser played the drums, heavy metal. I think that's an episode of Black Mirror. I might be mistaken, but it sure the hell sounds like it from what I've read. So if that sounds like a fun story, go watch Black Mirror. And if it doesn't, go watch it anyway, because the guys seem to like it. And if they like it, it's got to be pretty good. Don't forget to listen to Attack of the Killer podcast and take care. Bye-bye. Oh, Godzilla, you crazy turd, you. All right, well, uh, anyone else want to leave a voicemail? You can do that, and we'll play it on the show. We clearly will play all of them every time. You give us a call at 415-952-6857. That's 415-95-AOTKP. Leave us that voicemail. Get your voice heard on the show by millions across the world. And that is shout-outs. Yes, leave a voicemail. You don't even have to watch any of the uh, <laughs> uh, episodes of the topic, apparently. So just leave a voicemail. Do it. <laughs> but up next, we got our last segment for this evening, and it's going to be Insane's Picks. <laughs> Nostalgia is a tricky thing. I am the youngest of five. I have four older sisters. Uh, all were many, many years older than me by the time I came around. So my parents had tons of babysitter options. Some of my fondest memories is staying at one of my sisters' place and watching movies. Now, I can't remember what I did yesterday, but I could tell you <laughs> where and when I saw a lot of movies from my childhood for the first time. Some of these movies seemed to be the greatest forms of cinema at that age. Uh, when I was a kid, I thought all of these films were major Hollywood blockbusters. However, as an adult, I realized the truth. This film is one such film. I thought this movie was amazing. Still do. Even though today, if it is even remembered at all, it is remembered as a major flop and one of the worst movies of the early 80s. That film is the 1981 Robots on the Run, Heart Beeps. Mm. Heart Beeps is a romantic comedy sci-fi film about two robots who fall in love and decide to strike out on their own. The film was directed by Alan Ar um, Arkish, uh, who did like Rock and Roll High School, Death Sports, Hollywood Boulevard. So he came out of the uh, Roger Corman camp and it was written by John Hill. The movie stars Andy Kaufman as Val and Bernadette Peters as Aqua as the love-struck robots. 
The film has a huge list of great actors, such as a, a very young Randy Quaid, Christopher Guest, Mary Warnoff, Paul Bartel. Uh, Jason, you'll appreciate this person. Uh, Ron Gans. I love Ron. Do you know who no he is? No idea. Dragstrip from the Transformers. Nice. Yeah. Um, yellow car. And... <laughs> Uh, and Ron was the crime, the voice of the crime buster robot in this film, uh, who was sent out to retrieve the runaway ro- runaway robots. You try saying that fast, <laughs> runaway robots. <laughs> who I personally feel the crime buster robot was probably the funniest character of the whole whole film, even funnier than the stand up comedian robot Catskills, voiced by Jack Carter, um, who whose bad outdated jokes even made me groan. And then also, lastly, this movie has a great cameo by, of course, Dick Miller, whose character is named, yeah, you guessed it, Walter. <laughs> this was Andy Kaufman's final performance in a major motion picture. Uh, he had been trying to get uh, a film made, a biopic film made about his uh, lounge singer character, Tony uh, Clifton, and the studio wanted him to do this movie first if they were going to do Tony Clifton. This movie was such a bomb. Uh, the Tony Clifton movie never, ever got off the ground. One of the best things about this movie uh, is the robot makeup, which was done by Stan Winston. Uh, his makeup work for Heartbeeps even earned him a nomination for the first ever Academy Award for Best Makeup in 1982, beaten out by, of course, you know it, Rick Baker from American Werewolf in London. With a $12 million budget and a box office total of $2.1 million, Heartbeeps was a total failure. But I feel there is a charm to the film. Sure, the performances by Andy and Bernadette were robotic. I still got invested in their quest and even get a little choked up uh, towards the end there where their batteries run out and they are taking back to the factory for reprogramming. So I do recommend Heartbeats, uh, although you got to go in knowing that this is probably more nostalgia talking got the uh, nostalgic goggles on so keep that in mind but uh it's it's a weird movie it's a fun romp uh, if you can find it definitely check it out heart beeps sweet yep and that concludes another episode of attack of the killer podcast hey before we go can i tell these fine people these beautiful listeners something nope okay okay go ahead so this episode comes out on Friday, October 6th. And I know you probably got up extra early so you could download it and get started listening and all that. Like you do, and which is awesome. But I just wanted to remind everyone, take just a minute, that one week from the day this comes out, on Friday the 13th, uh, Mike and I's little Halloween party called Halloween Palooza is live and going in in Ottumwa, Iowa. We got awesome guests like Tom Matthews. Woo! That's right. Friday 13th Part 6 and Return Living Dead 1 and 2. We got Lar Park Lincoln, Friday 13th Woo! Part 7. The New Blood. House 2, Freddy's Nightmares. We got Judy Aronson. Woo! Part 4, she's in Weird Science. She's hot. She's uh, We got uh, Jennifer <laughs> Banco. She's in Friday 13th Part 7 as little the little Tina. I'm hensing a theme since our show is starting on Friday the 13th. She's in Leatherface Part 3. 
Uh, oh, yes. sorry. Uh-huh. And then we got Mark Donovan. He was in Shaun of the Dead. Nobody has Shaun of the Dead guests in their horror conventions. We do. That's right. We got uh, Screams from the Basement. They're on the PFPN. They're doing a live Woo-hoo. podcast. We got hypnotists. We got book readings. We got zombie walk, costume contest, Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's just two days of fun. Get your butts to Halloweenapalooza.com. Get your tickets. You can buy them at the door. We'd love to see you there. Just wanted to make sure to pimp it a little bit. What's that website? Uh, Halloweenapalooza.com. International Film Festival. I could go all day. Yeah, there's so much stuff. I mean. See the Texas Chainsaw Massacre documentary about the missing film? No. At- no. Oh, no. It's not playing at ours. Uh, they didn't submit to ours for some. Oh, because we don't do features. It's Ours is just short films. And we don't allow. Anyway. <laughs> Halloweenapalooza.com. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, come check it out. It is a great, great time. Hang out with us. Yeah, and hang out with us. And also, if you want to get more Attack of the Killer podcast in your life, you know we're on all the socials: uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, TikTok, Triple uh, X, uh, Instagram, and everybody's favorite, my favorite, Threads. Which you only knew because I said it before, <laughs> said it like right? Ten minutes <laughs> earlier, yeah. And I even had that slight moment there. It's like, what is it? What is it? Oh yeah, Threads. Oh jeez. Uh huh. That's cool, guys. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. And we will talk to you on the next episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Oh, no. Could this be the end of? (laughs) What?